Hey gang, Mikey P here. I am recording live from Toledo, Ohio. I ended up getting stuck here for a few more days than I would have preferred, but that's what happens. That's what happens when you live a busy lifestyle and you try to book plane tickets and things get a little messy. Anywho, I'm here until January 17th. I was supposed to go home on the 4th, but whatever. It's okay. I've been spending time with my family, hanging out, going to funerals, um, doing illicit drugs, hanging out with my son a lot, um, seeing some old friends. Um, Now, don't worry. I'm not doing any bad, bad drugs, only... um, only the hallucinogenic kind. Those aren't that bad. I'm still sober as can be, but I guess I'm not that sober. <laughs> I don't think hallucinogens count as a, a real drug. I mean, it's not like you take a bunch of mushrooms and um, you now you're a heroin addict. You know, like it's not. I I don't think you can equate it to heroin. I think you can equate it to um, medicine. I guess. And not like Prozac, because Prozac is just blocking certain um, blocking certain passages for electricity in your brain to get through. Whereas when you take something like psilocybin, it opens up the pathways and makes more connections. So you're not just inhibiting stuff in your brain. You're actually, I don't know, if, is it exhibiting? <laughs> I don't think that's right doesn't matter i'm a dummy anyways this podcast is an awesome podcast because um it involves this awesome show or i guess performance that me and reina stumbled upon while in seattle we're doing our little tour sorry i'm kind of walking around and doing this at the same time because uh trying to get names and looking at my phone and being real professional about this whole thing. I'm on my uh, handy H4N Zoom recorder, so I'm just sort of walking around with my uh, Beta 58A. I'm not using the condensers on this thing because they're super sensitive to environment and uh, um, they pick up too much of the background noise, so I, I don't really particularly care for that and i'll just use the you know the beta 58 because um i feel like it uh, picks up more of what's directly in front of it and not so much the atmosphere it's a vocal mic so it's supposed to just pick up vocals anyway so the interview i'm doing is with bana afar and um Eric Cheslek. But they uh Bana goes by Bonahafar, but Ch- uh Eric goes by Rodent. And you might know Rodent from if you are a big fan of skateboarding. He used to be a professional skateboarder. And then uh I believe he got an injury, which we touch on briefly, but mostly this is about the show that me and Raina stumbled upon. 
um, something that they started. Uh, he was a professional skateboarder, uh, and I think he had an injury, and then he started to become a photographer. And now he, that's what he does. That's his main gig is is a, he's a professional skateboarder photographer guy, which um, uh, he's pretty big in the industry. So I'm sure if you've seen a photo- photos of your favorite skateboarder lately, I'm sure that rodent had, has taken one of those pictures. Anyways, this uh, um, Bana is a um, professional musician. She was a bass player. And we don't like, like I said, we don't really talk about too much of their own uh, back, what their backgrounds or anything that we really stay focused on what they're doing, which I think is a beautiful thing. It's called modular on the spot, and it's kind of a movement where they just they do uh, they just set up some speakers and they get some people to come out and perform this beautiful and interesting and infinite possibilities type of music uh working with modular synthesis and um so they're just basically passing electrons and electricity through circuits creating a sound going through different um different i don't know um how to even say it because i'm not an electrical engineer so what am i trying to do here Anyways, these guys are doing something really beautiful. I really dig it, and um, I really like the conversation we had with them. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing that they're trying to do, and it's expanding further than what they've even ever expected. And so we'll hear more about that once we get into it. This is on Skype there in Los Angeles, and this is actually my first podcast that I am recording from Toledo. So I did this a few weeks ago. I mean, I've been here for almost a month. <laughs> but uh, I, I recorded this a few weeks ago in my old room where I um, lived for a couple of years. My parents bought a new house, and then I lived there for a couple of years, and then I moved to California. So it's kind of a fun full circle. Oh, and here's Bishop. He found me. Say hi. Hi. What you doing? My dick. <laughs> um, yes, Bishop and me have been mobbing around Toledo, getting all kinds of shenanigans. Anyways, a couple things before we jump into the podcast. Um, this I wanted everyone to go over to rainamystique.com. That's R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. And I want you to sign up for the newsletter. I want you to sign up for the newsletter because we are going on the biggest tour of our lives. We are going around the country playing music. And uh, we're going to try to play music in every state. We're going to be recording it. It's a big feat for us. We're getting priced out of our beautiful, well, not so beautiful, but it's our beach home in Ocean Beach, California, where the bootio is and we're going to actually leave our home, leave our house, and embark on a journey in a van with our family, playing music across the country, and we're going to try to find a new place to um, lay down some roots and, you know, start 
you know, living the adult life. Now, I have my concerns with it, but, I mean, I enjoy living in San Diego. Um, just being here in Toledo for the last few weeks, I've seen sunshine, um, sub-zero sub zero temperatures. Um, today, it was frozen snow that melted and just turned into rain, and now there's like 60-mile-an-hour winds just gusting, and... <sighs> That is disconcerting. I uh, I am from a place with a uh, uh, very uh, quixotic weather systems, and I like the I, I don't know I like the consistency of sunshine in San Diego. It's uh, I, I've grown up in this monocloud of grayness, and um, now that I come back and visit it, I can appreciate it for what it is, and I won't talk so much shit about it, but uh, it's also something that, um, you know, dredges up a lot of memories, dredges up a lot of emotion, and it's not any, I don't know, I know, I'm getting off track, what I was trying to say is that the weather system here is just not preferable for me. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to move to Toledo, Ohio, but what I am saying is that we're moving away from, basically for me, growing up in such a uh, crazy frozen tundra in the winter and ball sweaty swamp town in the summers, um, moving from here to San Diego, uh, I mean, is a dream. I mean, San Diego, it's a sunny place. I live three blocks from the beach. I have my own studio. I have everything I need. I'm a working musician. Finally, after, you know, only my whole life of being a musician, I actually am living off music. Me and my wife are doing, um, you know, we're not rich by any means, but we are able to get by in a city that is very difficult to get by in off of art. So that's an amazing thing that we're doing. And... I personally would like to just stay on that path, but I know that I'm becoming comfortable, and I don't know, you stay stagnant for too long, and things start to, um, I don't know, it, things just start to lose its sheen, you know, it, it starts to dull, I don't know. I know there's a lot of growing that could be done in San Diego, but maybe it's time to shake things up. Maybe it's time to figure out something new. Or maybe we'll just end up back in San Diego after our road trip. Who knows? We don't. But that's the point of this. I want you to go over to randommystique.com and I want you to sign up for the newsletter because what that's going to do is plug you into our updates, our what we're doing, exclusive videos, uh, exclusive downloads, exclusive releases. Also, it, our Patreon page, which we want you to stop by and um, be a part of. Now, you know, unlike Kickstarter, where you just ask for stuff and you'll get, I mean, you get stuff. For that. What we're offering for Patreon is exclusivity so you're going to get these videos you're going to get these downloads and um, you're going to come along on the ride with us so we think this is an interesting um, 
we think this is going to be an interesting trip and um it's an interesting adventure uh, interesting choice and i think that you guys are going to like it so i'm going to keep on doing the podcast but we're also going to be doing uh, a video show on youtube and we're also going to be doing um you know just we're just going to be doing <laughs> i have no idea what to expect but um but uh I guess all you can expect out of something is um, the unexpected. So that's kind of like childbirth. You people can tell you about what's going to happen or what to look out for when you're when you're preparing to have a baby. But until that baby comes and you are in the shit, you know, literally in the shit pile or the little water fountains of shit or every time they eat they shart or you know the first time they bleed and you freak out you know and the first time they you know say i love you and all those things um you don't you just don't know until it's you're in it and that's just sort of what's going to happen with this road trip we don't know what's going to happen um you know, people keep telling us what to be careful for and what to do. I'm not unfamiliar with the road. I do travel because of my job. So I, I, I do know what it's about. But for this extended time, oh, and he's back. What do you want? Dinosaur. Dinosaur. It's dinosaur time. It's dinosaur time. <laughs> Anyways, I'm rambling again because it is so easy to do that these days. So go to randommystique.com, sign up for the newsletter, log on to that Patreon, donate if you can. If not, that's okay. We're going to have videos. I'm going to be doing the podcast. We're going to have updates as we go. It's going to be great, though. It's going to be great. No, no, no. Get your back. Okay, go. Let me finish this. I'm going to be out in a little bit. You know, usually, get out. Get out. Go, 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 go. You have to get out. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Usually, on uh, if I'm doing this on my Ableton, I can just edit this stuff out. But since I am doing this on my... Um, on my little H4N Zoom recorder, editing is not so easy. In fact, I'm going to be sending this file via the drive or via the cloud uh, to Raina, and she is going to be editing and putting together the show since I will not be back in time to release it by... Um, I'm going to try to release this by Sunday, whatever day this gets released. That's the day it gets released. But, um, so we're going to be doing like FaceTime editing sessions because this is going to require, it's not going to require a lot of editing, but enough editing to where um, I'm going to have to be there to help her. You know, God bless the lady. She, You know what? She's a badass and uh, she can do it because she is so cool and she is so fun. And um, man, I miss her. I miss my wife. And not just because she has a beautiful ass, 
but also because she's very nice to me. And that's uh that's lovely. Anyways, so go to raymystique.com, do that, and uh, get plugged in. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Some upcoming guests, uh, just through this stretch of podcasts that I've been doing in Toledo, uh, I got one coming up. It's going to be, uh, I don't know if I'm going to call it Shroomcast, because I think Ari Shafir... Um, already does something called Shroom Fest or Shroom Crest or something. But, uh, oh, excuse me, I'm yawning. Uh, I'm going to be, <laughs> so like I said, I had been experimenting with illicit substances and I actually turned on uh, the recorder while on mushrooms and I recorded a bunch of nonsense. Maybe you'll listen to it. Maybe you won't. Maybe some poor um, Afghani little girl will be listening and, um, you know, on her poor internet connection, trying to learn English. Instead, she'll get the mad rants of a very, very high person. So that's interesting. That's going to be an interesting one. Um... We'll get to that. Um, and then I think we got Ben Cohen. Ben. Ben Cohen. Ben Cohen and Sam Waldenberg. Waldenberg? Shit. I don't remember how to say his last name. It's okay. I'll get it right when we release the actual uh, podcast. Of the Heavy Color, that was fun. I got to go hang out at their studio. He's back. Bishop is back. Go away. Um, awesome bunch of guys got to go to their like total industrial studio out in, um, kind of central Toledo out right outside downtown and this right around along the river underneath the high level bridge, <coughs> which is awesome. I, I just love the whole idea of it. Then we're doing Suave the Kid and then I'm still trying to get it, but it's going to be hopefully family cast where i'm gonna sit down talk to my family um you know and uh do a podcast because that's interesting my mom said she's down to do it my sister said she was down to do it um you know nephew's always down to do it so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um anyways now that i've been rambling for 20 minutes which uh i tend to do that Oh my God, Timmy, stop texting me. Um, sorry, Timmy's texting me. I guess I should have just turned off my s- stupid phone. Anyways, so now that I've rambled for so long, let's get on to the show. We're going to hear from Bana Hafar and Eric Cheslak, I think that's how you say it. Um, but he's also... Um, he goes by Rodent. We'll also listen to a couple pieces by them. And, um, you know, sit back, enjoy. And uh, if you made it this long in my rambling, I'm sorry. Anyways, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, you guys. I really appreciate it. 
I know we've been like emailing back and forth trying to set a date, and you guys are busy. So I do appreciate y'all just coming on and uh, give me a little Thank bit of you. your time. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, we have been a little busy bouncing around a lot lately, but uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm a little late. I had a little bit of a technical thing going on here, but I think it was just my stupid Beats by Dre headphones. Have you guys used those at all? Those, no. They're awful. Don't ever buy them. They're just, I had this like a uh, hum, and they have like this extra noise that are just, it's just uh, ridiculous. So, anyways, so you both started Modular on the Spot. Or was it someone's idea, one or the others? Or we both kind of started it. I mean, I'll let I'll let, I'll let you uh, answer that one. But uh... well, we definitely would would not have been able to start it if I didn't already have the speakers and the generator. But <laughs> uh, the, I had the generator because I use it for uh, my skateboard photo work. But I mean, yeah, it was kind of like an idea that we had talked about doing together, and I don't know, just. After one of my skate trips, we just we decided to do it. It was out in Arizona. It was just kind of like an, impro uh, an uh, impromptu camping trip, and he happened to have his generator and speakers, and was like, "Hey, let's why don't we take our synths out and like um, you know just uh, jam out in the middle of the desert?" And then you know it was it was really fun, and then we uh, we kind of thought, "Oh, wh what if we what if we did this somewhere um, in?" Uh, somewhere in LA, like somewhere outdoors, and just to kind of um, just have have the same kind of like low key picnic vibe, and then uh, in a free outdoor setting, and that's kind of how it started. That that's awesome. So you guys were just out in the desert. Was it just you two, or was there yeah. like a group? Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was just us. And then, so you you had like your Euro rack with you. Yeah, I I had been out in Phoenix. Uh, Staying with a uh, pro skateboarder friend of mine, doing doing photo work with him for an interview, and he's really into like I don't know, kind of EDM, Ravo kind of stuff. So I was like, hey, I'll bring a system and a speaker with me, so we can jam out at your house, like at, you know, when we're not skating, and I can show you like how these Euro systems work, and just have fun with it. He's a fun dude to hang out with, and. Uh, yeah, and I had I had my generator with me too, and then she just she she uh, actually just came out there to meet up with me, and then after the trip was over, and then we went and did our own camping trip together. Okay, okay, uh, that's awesome. So, so your background is photography, then? Well, I mean, that's what I do for a living. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you do pro skating photography? As, yeah, as your main source of. Income. Okay, cool. And then, so then, how did music kind of come into your life? Well, I've been making electronic music since the '90s. So oh, okay, right. So on. Early '90s and playing with drum machines and synths, samplers, effects stuff. You know all that, and and playing in some bands in in the Washington D.C. area in the '90s and played some shows. And then when skating kind of really took off for me, and skate photo work kind of took off for me, it was. I don't know, kind of backseated, but I don't know, I guess about eight years ago when I lived in uh, North Carolina, I started to get all my synths back out. I got them all out of storage and started making stuff and uh, started playing shows again. So, I mean, it's kind of been something that I've done for 
forever for, yeah. for years and years and years and it's just the Eurorack stuff has been like the last four years. Okay, okay. So you've been sort of getting into the the modulars uh, in the last couple of years. That's that's cool. That's cool. So you, that that's interesting. So wait, were you planning on being a musician with your life, or what? What was your plan? It, it's just it's interesting that you went from music to photography. I was just wondering if that was your plan to do photos, or if it was well, music. my my initial plan was was to be a professional skateboarder. Oh, okay. And I used I had photos of me in the skateboard and skateboard magazines in the nineties. Oh cool. and when that kinda didn't really work out the whole way, um and I was living in San Francisco and I had like you know you know, went through a bunch of different like normal jobs and I was just kinda like, you know what, I really miss skateboarding. I want to be involved in skating. I've always wanted to learn how to shoot skate photos. I'm going to go for it. So that was what I, that's how I got into skate photography. Ah, and then, yes. then, and I've been doing that full time for like 15 years now. Oh, okay. But to me, skateboarding and music have always gone hand in hand to yeah. where I have always wanted to make music and always wanted to make what music I hear, you know, inside and what I feel inside. And that's, and that to me, that that's a lot of electric, it's a lot of electronic stuff. And that's why I got into electronic, you know, drum machines and synths and samplers. You know, I, I started collecting that stuff and getting that stuff in, in 1993, 94. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm going to adjust you guys. Aside. I think you're, I got you too loud on my end. There we go. Can you just say something real quick? Just test. Yeah. yeah. Test. I was, I was worried because my laptop, way out and I, I think it's only working like only only one of the speakers is working so oh okay. I'm, we're too loud and not like oh no no that's fine it's i just had to adjust my volume it, it's like i'm on an ipad so these things if you have a jack too high it'll start crunching the sound on, on my end so it's, it's all good uh yeah. so right on okay okay and then so bana like uh, were you involved with music at all or uh, yeah i mean i was i was a professional bass player for about eight years, so I was mostly a um, a work for hire. Ah, you know, nice. So Hard gun. I did, I did a lot of session work, a lot of touring, um, just kind of uh, just your you know typical uh, just kind of gigging bass bass player. And I um, I got into synths because I decided to get a um, a mini Moog Voyager. Oh, nice. Uh, or uh, a Moog a Moog Voyager, and I. Um, just to kind of bolster my uh, repertoire and be able to take gigs and play synth bass also and, and key bass. So. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And then through that, that was kind of my kind of my gateway drug into modular synthesizers. It it, it was a you know kind of I, I quickly realized that I was um, more into the uh, tone shaping capabilities of the synth more than the actual like playing in the black and white keys right right so, so that kind of led me into researching modular synthesizers more and then and then i met eric and he had he had already been into Eurorack, and i wasn't very familiar with Eurorack at the time and then i just kind of i got totally sucked into it and and it was uh it, it was kind of what i had been looking for for you know yeah, well, it's it's totally it's totally a black hole. It's just you just keep going and going. There's 
Yeah, okay. if you're if you're somebody who is who's interested in sound, just beyond just uh, beyond like harmony and melodies and stuff, and just really interested in sound, it it is it is the most incredible um, device ever created. I mean, other than the computer, which is the ultimate, I guess. But mm-hmm. this is, you know, modular synthesizers are, are tactile, and and right. it's a diff- different approach. Yeah, totally. It's circuits and like actual actual electricity. Hardware. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it it's amazing. I I actually was on tour when I stumbled upon you guys in um Gasworks Park in Seattle. And I was just on on tour and we were just off for the day and we were just going around Seattle and um um, the gal I was touring with, she went to school in Seattle, so she knew like all the cool little parks to go hang out, and we just stumbled upon you guys, and I was so sucked into just the whole vibe of what you guys were doing, and just how you, <laughs> I mean, just how you, um, I mean, just even your setting, and because the skyline was in the background, and there was like planes flying and landing in the water, and and I and we were just sitting there hanging out, and I just remember being like, I'm a completely sober person now. I wasn't always, but like I remember being like, it was comp- like it just took me to another place. Like I, I felt like I felt like I hate mushrooms, but it was it was just amazing. That's and, awesome. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, yeah, that's uh, it, that's the biggest compliment. Like yeah, no, that's uh, I wish I wish we were there for that one because okay. basically what. What has happened with Maja on the Spot, we kind of started in in uh, L.A. And people from other parts of the country and other parts of the world, actually, oh, uh, wow. started hitting us up and like, hey, can you come do one in our city? We're like, well, this the whole point of this is that it's DIY and you can totally do it yourself. Okay. Uh, so we don't have to physically come there. Right, we just right. You follow, you know, some guidelines. You go our, over our, our three guidelines that we put out to everybody was that it's always outdoors it's unless it rains and, and like that happened to us in san francisco when we went to san francisco to do one and a, and a, a friend of a friend who owns a club was cool enough to let us do it at the club oh, wow. but i mean it was pouring down rain so we obviously you're not going to be able to you know do it outside at that point but yeah it's so it's always outdoors always free and always just modular synth only in any format of modular synth and from what we've seen from all the photos and different modular on the spots that people have done, you know, around the States and, and, you know, there's been some done in, in foreign countries too, where people are bringing out five, U, people are bringing out frack rack. They're bringing out Bukla. They're bringing out, you know, all uh, primarily a lot of Euro rack. Cause it's really small and easy to, uh, to work with and, and carry it around transportable and stuff. But, I mean, yeah. There's been a lot of a, a lot of different formats of modular synths at the different modular on the spots, and that's been going on for about a year now. Where other people took it into the, took kind of took it into their hands to do their own in their own hometown. But still, but still in keeping with the guidelines, and um, yeah. And then you know, it's just kind of it's it's just growing into its into its own thing, and yeah. it's we did not. Uh, foresee this happening we just kind of thought it was something cool to do here and like are really surprised and uh, happy that it's that it's grown and kind of gone to different cities and yeah for sure yeah so uh 
we sorry we also tell everybody like hey if you can adhere to our guidelines then we'll post your flyers too and help you promote the event because is because as a whole then that promotes our whole scene and promotes this helps connect people and it helps connect people and and kind of i don't know promote community you know i mean we look at this as like a movement i guess yeah what what would you say is your um your mission statement if there is one for i know you're saying kind of a movement it's kind of forming into that what would you say your mission statement would be just building building community you know um kind of building a community of just experimental thinkers and music makers and people who are um you know it's a the 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 cool thing about maja on the spot is that it's um it's very open for you know anybody to come and like try out new musical ideas and so i would i would say that it's just you know uh just help you know just building building a community of uh, experimental thinkers and musicians and, and but being able to do that in a comfortable you know beautiful outdoor environment like if you like you were talking about how gasworks really looked or if you look at some of the ones that that have happened in portland where they're in like these really awesome parks and uh you know some of the places that we've done them you know whether you know, here in L.A., on the, you know, along, along the L.A. River, or uh, the one in Philadelphia was done in a really, really cool-looking park, too, where it's just, I don't know, I guess the guidelines could almost kind of be like the mission statement. It's just like, have fun with your friends in your local community and, and keep it outdoors and keep it free and open to anyone to come and, and just keep it, modulars only so that we're all on the same page you know and it, so there's it doesn't... no like laptops and like external sequencers <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which, well, which, or which drum all machines. that all that stuff is cool but there are already so many events that cater to that and clubs like this is just kind of like a focused event and like you said we're just trying to keep the playing field even and just so that um also people who are into modulars can kind of hear the um the the scope of sounds that these instruments are capable of making. That's uh that's pretty cool. That that's good enough for me. So what when you guys are doing this uh in you know on the LA River and uh you're setting up the equipment yourself and uh what what goes into that? What how do you sort of like I mean do you get permits or do you just sort of like do a gorilla style? Definitely <laughs> Oh, there's no permits, and we've been kicked out of a couple of spots. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, so we, we've gotten kicked out of a couple of spots before. We do it guerrilla style. I mean, we looked in, I looked into permits at a at a park here in L.A., and, I mean, they, they wanted, like, over $1,000. Yeah, it's insane. Like, that. something, like, totally ridiculous. Now, Brad up in Seattle for the Gasworks Park event, like he did, he 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 bought the permit himself to be able to do that. But I think it was a lot cheaper than around here. I think yeah. his was like a couple hundred bucks or a few hundred bucks or something. Not really sure. There's been some other people that have gotten permits, but LA LA permits are more expensive because the city's used to filming crews. Right, right. They're used to film crews who have big budgets, so they're like, sure, we'll give you a permit, but it's going to cost more. Other cities, it's probably 
considerably cheaper. Yeah. yeah where also, like, there's major event production that goes on around here in Los Angeles all the time. Mm-hmm. So these parks all know that they can milk that. And they're like, oh, synthesizer people with speakers and want to, you know, basically have a show in, in our park. Okay, yeah, that's going to cost a ton of money or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can milk these people or whatever, but it's like, I don't know, it just sucks. But when you go to, like, other cities like Portland, the first one that we did in Portland, um, I mean, we just barged at a really, really awesome park called Cathedral Park, and there's even a stage there. Oh, and man. we just showed up and set up and did it, and it was totally fine. And Sometimes like a hundred people Sometimes we take the risk and like hope, just hope that nobody finds out, and we're just kind of in and out quickly. And right. Uh, and it's and it's worked. And sometimes we get kicked out, and then we just find another spot. And, so yeah. when when you guys got kicked out that time, what did you end up doing? Did you just have to cancel the event, or did you just sort of like move up the street, or how did that work? Um, we've had different situations. One time they were able to move up the street. Yeah. The the um, first time that we got kicked out, it was the second time that we were doing a module on the spot and we got kicked out of the park and then we ended up in a parking lot down the street, basically nice. because we had a cafe that sat along the river, like an outdoor cafe that sits along the LA river. That's kind of our backup space but they were actually closed. So we ended up in this parking lot across the street from it. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and so, then oh, another time that we got kicked out from the LA river spot, which was one that we did it after almost a year. Um, we ended up in an outdoor space at, I guess, what are they like? It's like a, uh, it was like, like artist, lofts. artist lofts. So there were some people who were, who were generous enough to be like, Hey, you know, we live in these artist lofts, like, you know, a couple of blocks down and we have a big outdoor area. So if, if you guys want, you're welcome to just shift everything over to there. And, uh, and we did, yeah, it was, it was really nice of them. So we've just kind of worked, worked around it, you know, kind of catered to the different situations. Right on, and it's usually the police. I'm like, I'm guessing that comes and shuts you down. The sheriff, or I don't know. It's always kind the of the first time it was a park ranger, and then the last time was, the, from the LA sheriff, River, yeah. they, no, they were they well, were like they the were Santa park Monica r- Mountain Park Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of times we're yeah. we're in parks, yeah. so they're technically not police. They're like right. park rangers. Okay, so and, and um, you guys don't usually give them any kind of push back or anything you're just like okay i'm out well i definitely argue with them (laughs) with the dude for like 20 minutes and was like look we're already here we're set up we're not hurting anything like like you know and they're you know they're not trying to hear it they're like look you know you got over 100 people here (laughs) you're on the la river like you're using a generator that has gasoline in it like you know, yeah. th- you know, you're making sound past a certain hour. Like, I mean, they they have a million different things they try to throw at you, and and you know what? It's almost just better to like, yeah, just pack it up and and just try and go somewhere else and try and try and uh, pull it off somewhere else that same night. Well, it, I mean, like this. I mean, it kind of goes along with. Um, I mean, like I have buddies who film for Thrasher and. Uh, you know when they're starting 
with their skateboard filming and stuff, they, uh, you know, you're constantly getting kicked out or harassed by uh, security guards, you know, or whoever it is, like, because you guys, so I, I feel like that kind of, it has a little punk rock sort of skater vibe to the whole movement, uh, how you guys sort of, uh, built it because you guys go out guerrilla style you're not trying to do permits and shit like you know who needs that and you just sort of go out there and get it and i dig that i dig that i can i can see how the the evolution of your career kind of can lead you led you into that led you both into it shit anyway that, sure. that was just uh i guess that was just me yeah, I mean, making an gets, observation you know when he's out shooting for skating you know they get kicked out, we get kicked out all, all the time yeah. all the time I, I used to I deal with that nonstop. I used to do uh, security at uh, at this building downtown in San Diego. Um, I live in San Diego, so I mean, obviously, it's a big skating town. And um, I used to do security back in the day, like a long time ago. And uh, they would tell me it was like if you guys if you see anybody skating, make them leave or tell them to stop or you know threaten the cops and you know just stupid stuff. So I would do that only if the skaters weren't that good. But if they were great and they were filming, I would totally let that shit fly because what what am I doing? I'm standing I'm standing there in a clown suit first of all and like I'm getting paid jack shit. It's boring as shit. Like, what am I going to do? Just sit there. I'd rather see somebody do like awesome kickflips off of the the stairs or whatever than just sit there and I don't know diddle my fingers i don't know it anyways that's i i I dig that shit i like skate i like the skateboarding thing i'm not too versed on like who's who or what's what but you know i i like like watching x games over like the super bowl or whatever so i I dig that um so i'm I'm sorry i'm looking over at my phone i'm not texting but i just have like questions written down so don't think i'm being rude here um so uh when you when you guys were in portland or when you have to travel to do these show to do different ones that you guys are directly involved with um do you actually take your own equipment up there and and like ship that stuff up there or how does that work or do you just borrow it or rent it how does that work when you're actually going to different cities that you you usually just drive to the city oh okay it's it's always the same setup it's just the generator and the speakers and our mixer and then anybody who's who's performing brings their own rig. Okay. And uh, that's kind of how it's been. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the okay. generator's really small. It's like, I mean, it's like the size of like a, like, I don't know, like a, like a big backpack or right, something. Right, right, right. And then the speakers are a little bit, you know, roughly about the same size. So, I mean, the whole rig fits in the car pretty easy. It's really portable. Oh, that's awesome. So, when... Um I know this is kind of nerdy, but like, what what's your setup? Like, what's your speaker setup? Like, what's what's your speakers you're using, and uh, like your mixer that you're using? QSC tens. Oh, yeah, QSC QSC K tens, and then uh, just a Mackie. I mean, we have like a channel. yeah small fourteen channel Mackie mixer. Those QSCs are dynamite, man. I love those things. Um, well Very worth good. well worth the money if you're looking for powered speakers, go for the QSCs. Uh, okay, so then how does the how do you guys sort of draw the talent? How does that work? 
That's a good question. A good question. <laughs> I, I feel like people. I mean, for for the for the LA shows, um, you know, once everyone's done playing, a lot of people come come down to the bank of the river, and we all kind of discuss each other's patches. And then, like a lot of times, people will come to us and be like, "Hey, you know, I have a modular rig, and you know, I'd I'd be interested in playing the next one." So we just kind of have a database going okay. where we kind of people's names and we just reach out to the people who said they were interested and see if they're available that month and it seems to be working out it's pretty it's pretty easy worked, to throw together last minute it's worked out pretty good and then when we've taken this to other cities like when we went to portland and did the first one in portland and we've done a couple a few of them in san francisco that we're going to these other cities to do them at least the ones that are close to us. We haven't done one in Phoenix yet, but I've been wanting to do one there. But to kind of jumpstart it and jumpstart those local communities okay. to doing it themselves. And when we did the one in Portland and people came and saw what it was like, people, it wasn't even, we weren't even over and people were coming up to me while we were sitting there listening to people play it and we're like, hey, we're going to take this on and do this here. This is amazing. Oh, awesome. Like, so... We're trying to jumpstart the communities into doing them themselves. Or like, obviously, the one in Philly, we couldn't be out there for it. Or the ones in uh, Seattle or Chicago. Or Actually, when we did the one in Portland, Brad, who did the ones in Seattle, came down and met us in Portland. He wanted to come meet us at the one in Portland and see how we did it in Portland and kind of see how we do them. I, met, I was in, in Chicago for skating work. And I met Corey, who puts on the ones in Chicago, and uh, and hung out with him for like a day and just talked about it a lot. But, you know, the, we haven't really been able to go to all of them, but, you know, we kind of let people know how we run them. And, and when we've gone to the cities, it's been like we're getting our friends that we know there to like, hey, play this module on the spot with us. We're trying to get it started in you guys' town. So... That's how we've been able to find people in other cities where we don't live. But pretty much everybody just kind of it, it, it's uses just kind their of local a tight, network. It's a, it's a tight network, and social media definitely makes it a lot easier to find people. And um, That definitely helps, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know how we would have done it without <laughs> Instagram and things yeah. like that. That kind of that I was gonna actually ask you about that is like how do you even market this, uh, especially in new markets where you are, you know, where you're trying to break into a new market. I I, I know you said that you have friends, you know, in certain cities, and you sort of have them come out, and then, but like how do you how do you initialize the the actual you know first audience and try to get people and get the buzz around and stuff. It's super minimal and it's kind of grown itself. Like we 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 literally only post the flyers on Instagram. That's mm -hmm. it. Sometimes I'll post it on Facebook. Okay. Mainly, I mean, it's 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 not just out oh, of lazy, but, but it's like two or three days in advance. And um, you know, we're not really um, really trying to break into any market. We're just trying yeah. to let our know. And it's like one of those things that. We would do whether ten people came or two hundred people came. Right. So sure. it's just kind of grown on its own, and um, uh, yeah. That's oh, right. On. 
add to that? I mean, yeah, I mean, we've, like, the times that we've gone and done them in other cities, I'll reach out to some people beforehand, and it's like, maybe it's people that have reached out to me, like, on social media, like, hey, come and do that in our city, or whatever, or, like, just other people that have reached out to me before, and I'll be like, hey, we're coming up there on this date, we're going to do one, you know, like on, on this date and this is going to be the location. Do you know, do you want to play? Do you know some other people that want to play? Like we want to get some locals. We want to get, you know, we, it might be her and I, and maybe one of our friends, like when we've gone to San Francisco, we'll bring like an LA friend with us to play too. And then, uh, there'll be like, you know, three or four like SF Bay area locals that'll play. And maybe some of them will be people that we already knew, and then some of them are people that that we're just meeting, and and like, and that was how we met Travis. Yeah. That Travis, uh, Travis Hoff, um, Hoff, he played at the second module on the spot in San Francisco, mm -hmm. the one where we got it got where it rained, and we ended up taking it to the club, and Travis was actually uh, very sadly enough. He was one of the victims in the Oakland fire. Oh my God, that's horrible! Wow. Um. So that that's that's a, okay. So I I know I realize I said like trying to break into markets like it's some kind of thing. Um. I, I was actually, I was actually um. I was I was going for uh. What, were you guys ever trying to monetize it? And I'm sorry if this sounds like um trying to put it into a certain like commercial box I, i'm just curious on like how you guys see it and i and from what i'm getting from you folks it's is that it's something that you want to just share with people and not really yeah. you know take anything well, yeah well how we view it is we don't view it as an entity mm. we view it as a thing that we do right as in terms of like as in, as as in, it's a movement, and yeah. like we've said, it's it's for everybody. Yeah. And if you can adhere to our three simple guidelines, that is awesome. Yeah. And we'll help put the word out for you. And we've already, you know, got somewhat of a following going for it. And and I mean, yeah, it's just something that we want to share with everybody. And just because it's, you know. With this, like, in the synth world, you know, a lot of people kind of are in their studios alone a lot. And it's like, you know, or, or connecting through social media, but never meeting face-to-face -face or discussing in person. And, and these events are so cool, like the way they happen in L.A. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's so cool to see our friends and our, like, music crew, like, every month and just spend time together and talk about music and talk about art and... Um, you know, it's 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 just like hanging out with our friends, and yeah. uh, and and it's not something that we are trying to monetize. <laughs> and it's um, yeah, it's just you know, hopefully we like we inspire people to do it in their in their own cities, and inspire people to kind of you know just create events themselves, and um, and build community, whatever whatever it is you're you're into and you know and kind of break out of the concert venue promoter kind of paradigm that a lot of us have been stuck into i know i've been 
trapped in that for many years of professional playing and Definitely. you're 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 also a professional musician yes yeah uh, so you know how it is same thing hired gun oh yes yes definitely i think that's what drew me so so much into this whole what you guys are doing is because when i stumbled upon it it was it was just a hang people were just on the side of this beautiful green lush hill and then you know in southern california we don't get very many beautiful green lush hills unless we're you know putting water on it but uh I don't know. It was just like a really beautiful environment, and it just really was really profound for me. I thought it was just um, one of the highlights of the whole tour of that particular. Oh cool, man, so. that's like a big yeah. Red. That's, that's so you. awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so let me see here. I got a couple of questions here. Um, <laughs> and what do you play? I'm just curious. Oh sure, sure. I well, I play a couple of different things. I play guitar and I play keyboards, and so I mostly am hired for my keyboards, and and sometimes I do guitar, and then really rarely I'm asked to do bass stuff. So, okay, um, yeah, I just romp around San Diego, and then um, I get picked up for tours, mostly just like regional, like Phoenix, Utah, up to the West Coast, Seattle portland stuff like that um let me see here i have a few questions so is there any uh, any modular artists that you would recommend anyone or this anyone that you are particularly really really like what they're doing or drawn to i feel like i feel like our, a lot our, of our them. friends kill <laughs> it, yeah. I, I really feel like our like our friends kill it like the local <laughs> So, you know, the local people that we get to see, you know, on a semi-monthly basis at these events are are awesome and just as good as, like, you know, people who are putting out records. And I, I think we're really, For like, sure. lucky to um, to have that here here in L.A. Um, the, the, so, like, the recording process of this, I mean, since you both dabble in it, is the recording process more as a like captured performance or is it something that's mapped out and recreated that can be recreated? Cause I know how, how random it seems, but I mean, you know, people, people can obsess and get things to kind of repeat itself. So I, I'm just wondering what your approaches would be or what you know of other artists, how they would even record this if that's even happening. I think it's both. It's both. Yeah, people have different it's people both. have different approaches. Some people like pre-plan things and do it like sound by sound and just do overdubs and mm -hmm. and then some people just do like a live take and just go. Yeah. Yeah. Some people do like a live like a a live multi-track take where it might be, you know, three, four, five, eight tracks going at once with a different sound on each track. Right. And then but they're actually, you know, playing the controllers and playing, playing the, the, the system to where, yeah, it's a live performance. But then at the same time, that their system might be synced up to their Pro Tools system or Ableton or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that they can then, after they did those, you know, how many ever tracks, they can then play back. And, you know, an, an overdub, a, a whole bunch of other tracks on top of it. And then what a lot of artists, what 
what I've seen some artists do who make music this way in the studio is if they're going to tour this music, like put a record out to where they're going to play the same song, what they'll do is live they'll do some playback tracks, and then some of the playback tracks they'll run through a modular system that they're using to do like live processing of some of the playback tracks, or they'll also use like some digital modules that where you can recall certain sounds and uh, use those and use sequence data from your computer that's part of your session that's doing your playback tracks. Mm -hmm. They'll sequence, you know, some digital oscillators or something so that they can actually like sequence something in a system that they're bringing that that's something that's live that they're able to do effects on that live you know, and really play that a little more live or a combination of that with something that's just synced up with the rig that they're just adding something completely different that's not part of the the song where they're just adding a couple new elements in to make it new, to make it fresh, to make it, a you know, the same song but a little different version of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not unlike any like band that goes out and tours their material, they might change it up a little just to give it a fresh feel. Thank you. That was a great explanation uh, of of how because I I yeah, I mean honestly the that what when I was in Gasworks, it kind of just triggered a whole thing for me where I just sort of started looking up different artists and and started following them on Facebook because I can't remember their name because I'm such a burnout, but um i follow this one guy who i i don't know i don't know if he's recreating it or i know he's using sequencers but i mean my god <laughs> to be able to like get control over those things because i mean i'm not very fer- versed on uh on since i i have a micro cord and that's and that's it and i want to get more into it but like just trying to deal with the micro cord is crazy because like getting into it and actually going on beyond the presets and trying to control the oscillators and getting them to sort of do what you want is is insane so to see someone actually go out there and and uh be able to put on a performance like that is just amazing to me it's just it just seems so out of control you know like with a bass you you know what you're doing like you you hit that there you know you hit the a and that's the a and you're gonna hit it like this and you strike it you know hard or light or you slap or whatever but with the <laughs> with the oscillator with these digital circuits it's um oh my god to me it seems impossible if, if you guys I have think, i think the beauty of them is that you are at least when you're first starting out you're you're always on the on the, the on the edge of a tr- like a, a a train wreck right right exactly the more you do it um the more control you think you have but you know they there's a lot going on and um sometimes patches take on like a life of their own and that's that's uh i think that's what attracts a lot of us to this yeah totally totally it just sort of yeah i like that you're always on the verge of a train wreck when you're trying to figure it out but i think that's about everything right that you're trying to do that takes a little there's always a uh, certain percentage of uh, at any time with a patch that hey the the patch could 
be a failure. You can you, you know? can pat or yourself like, into a corner. <laughs> for and sure. Just be like, fuck. Okay, this, this was a total disaster of an idea, and I need to start again. I mean, there's a lot. There's been times where you know I've gone out and 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 to play a show and like you know like maybe some of the modules in my system aren't really acting the way that I really wanted them to or you know sometimes when you're you're running a patch at home and you go through it so many times and then with so many different variables that you're taking into play then when you go out to actually perform that piece it might be completely different than what you did for the past three days at home, <laughs> which, which sometimes that's a good thing. And then, but if you combine that with having some modules that, you know, aren't really acting the way they are, or then, you know, sometimes these things have little malfunctions in them and, and that can throw off like an entire performance. And I've seen that happen to myself seen that happen to like quite a few other people yeah you know I mean, and i'm not saying that these things like just fail regularly they don't right they don't but you learn the systems and you learn the modules and you learn how they work and how they interact with each other and you learn the system and then you know after you be become so familiar with it it's it's never going to be like muscle memory, like playing a guitar or something right. or keys, but but your your in depth knowledge of how it's working and functioning allows you to have that much more control over it to to kind of wrangle it in to do what it is that 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 and, you want it to do and be able to troubleshoot faster and when something goes wrong in your patch. The more you work with your system, the more like the faster you become at kind of identifying where the problem is. Mm. But it's it's ongoing, like everything, and yeah, yeah, surfing the chaos, and that's uh, yeah, exactly. That's I mean, but that's 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 sometimes you know, I've played I've played a lot of shows where it was exactly what I wanted it to be, right? Or or. I, I tend to go where like you know what if it's if there's only like well only this one thing kind of wasn't really exactly what I wanted out of a whole show right okay cool that's <laughs> like that's like I got like 90% it's like that's awesome yeah totally. so like okay then maybe if there's like four things that weren't exactly what I wanted them to and something was malfunctioning then like yeah it might not have been like the greatest show right right but but we're talking experimental music here where like the listeners like some of the shows that i've had that i thought were were that were blown people came up to me afterwards and they're like dude that's one of the best sets i've ever heard you play and it's like I fuck, i'm glad you <laughs> yeah it was kind of chaos on my end but a lot of people because we're talking about a type of music that is limitless that yeah. isn't constrained by by uh you know, like by regularity and by and by you know harmony and theory harmony and, 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 and yeah. first chorus first chorus bridge repeat about, yeah 
we're talking about unlimited creativity, unlimited. Just I mean, it's it, it's it's sound art, and 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 it's whatever you want it to be. And maybe when you're playing it, it's not exactly what you wanted it to be, but from the perception of the listener and the people who are there to hear what you're doing, it's it might be magic to them. Yeah, totally. Man. And a lot of times, a lot of times it is because people aren't hearing something they've ever heard before, right. or they might be hearing something that's similar but different. And there might be small little nuances and little sections of your performance that they're like, "Wow, that was like never ever heard anything like that in my life." You know, maybe like how you were talking about how like when you went to Gasworks. And you heard what these people were doing with these scents, coupled with being in an amazing outdoor environment right there on the water where they were in this lush park. That's that's the that's the heart of Major on the spot. Well, that's beautiful. God damn. Oh. <laughs> and the fact that it's free and open to anyone is like the icing on the cake. Right, right. That's that is what we want to share with everybody and we want everybody to be able to experience that or to be a part of it yeah yeah totally man it totally that that's beautiful man that's really beautiful uh now i'm gonna get a little nerdy out here and uh hey bring the nerdy questions <laughs> what what are some of your uh your favorite pieces some of your favorite modules and i know it's unlimited and it might be like asking you what your favorite song is, but uh, I don't know. Is there a couple that come to mind that you really dig and why? Well, for me, it's I'm definitely... Let her yeah, please, please. It shifts, and the whole nature of this of, of this instrument is that it's um, you're constantly chiseling and fine-tuning your, your instrument and switching modules out. It's not like a bass where you have your bass mm. and you have your however many pedals and you just kind of use those for however many years and you might switch out a couple of pedals here and there. You know, I think the way that a lot of us build our systems is that they are like living machines that are constantly being um, uh, improved on and, you know, you buy a module and you like it for a couple of months and then you realize, actually, I can, you know, I'm going to switch it out for something else. I mean... Sure, we all have our core modules, but um, it's, I don't know if I could pick, like, my favorite. There are some modules that are, like, very, Come they're, on, they're, like, you utility, <laughs> utility modules that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to pick favorites. I, I know mean, one of your favorite modules. What, I the, know. The no, the Renee. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, so that's a good example. Yes, so that yeah. one... The Renee is a, it's like a sequencer made by a manufacturer that we use a lot of their stuff. They're called Make Noise. Make Noise. And that, that was the first sequencer that I had ever used because, you know, again, I don't come from an electronic <coughs> Somebody background. Somebody recommended that. Um, that was recommended by <laughs> this gentleman. Uh, but so that, so that sequencer definitely kind of opened up modular synthesis for me because it, um, it, uh, it kind of allowed me to express myself melodically um but in somewhat of a chaotic way and and this this sequencer is like a non-linear sequencer so so you can it's um it's very 
because uh, some some sequencers are very deterministic, like you really have to program every single node and every inflection, but with this one, you can get pretty tech with it, or you can kind of have it kind of generate sequences on its own. So sometimes, you know, modules really inspire you to create music and sounds that you never, you know, or melodies that you wouldn't have come up with on your own, and, and that Renee sequencer is a perfect example of that. Um, so that's one that I love. Uh, yeah, there's the, the, also make noise. It's, it's, it's called maths. It's a very, um, handy kind of function generator. It does, it does a lot of different things. I don't know if the listeners are into monitor synthesis, so I don't want to get into like details that might bore people, but. Well, no, um, a lot of the, a lot of times we'll sit and, uh, we'll just talk about gear because musicians, I talk to a lot of musicians, so it's not outside of what we talk about on this besides like stupid, stupid things that we talk about. <laughs> but, but a lot of has to, we, we, I, I enjoy that. So they like it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, but what were you going to say, though? I mean, please. I mean, it, it's interesting to me, so I want to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I guess modules that I'm drawn to are, um, it just kind of runs it runs the gamut. Like, I just got this uh, module by a manufacturer out of Portugal called the Marble Physics. It's made by a manufacturer called ADAC, and that's kind of a, it's kind of a organic kind of CV generator that uh, almost mimics, um, a marble on a 3D plane and you get very, very interesting control mm. voltages from it so that kind of inspires different thinking and different patch ideas and mm. um, there, there are so many. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you don't have to go through every single yeah. one that you have. I was just I was just curious on the ones that you really um, like maybe come back to a lot or, you know, really yeah. rely on or whatever, you know, then just gear talk and that's um, <laughs> all right. I got a good list of them for you. Please let me let me let's hear. My 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 go-to system every time that I'm patching is a make noise Renee, a make noise Mass. Um, sometimes my make make noise DPO. Uh, I'll use my Qubit Nebulae a lot. Um, trying to think. Uh, my Topo Brillo filter, my Make Noise filter, those are my favorite ones. I'd say my favorite VCA is probably the Optimix Make Noise. Um, I do really like the IntelliGel VCA also. Um, recently, the Akemi's Tyco, it's an FM drum module, is really amazing. The uh, new boom chalk from Audio Damage is amazing. Um, the noise engineering BI, noise engineering oscillators are amazing. All digital stuff, great stuff, made by Stephen McCall at Noise Engineering. I mean, I have a, there are a lot of my go-to kind of stuff. Um, the Make Noise Phonogene, which is like a looper kind of granular oscillator module. Use that a ton. Um, I guess those are a lot of my uh, my my go tos. The Maleco Variegate Four has been a go to for a while. That's a four channel gate sequencer. Uh, 
I'll use the Harvestman uh, Industrial Music Electronics Stilson Hammer Mark II a lot for sequencing. That's a great multi-channel sequencer. Um, I'm gonna go through your whole system. <laughs> no, but I'm just, I'm just for the ones that are like my go-to for yeah, like yeah, my yeah. stuff is like I mean that's yeah that's a that's a lot of it you know yeah yeah totally no like, that's a lot of like my go-to live stuff right right I I dig that man I dig that um. What would you suggest to uh, anyone who is just getting started and they just want to go out and buy like a couple pieces and and something to wrap their brain around for, you know, a couple months to just sort of start getting the juices flowing? It just depends what they're trying to do. You know, there's so many different types of right. rigs you can set up if you want to set up something that is kind of a sound generator or something that's going to process sound or it just it just depends i would definitely recommend that they try and think about what they're trying to do with it before they go out and buy anything but if they just want a system that's just going to be you know just a basic a basic synth voice you know to just start with your oscillator and your filter and your and your um, and your VCA and then on an envelope, some kind of a modulation source. But you know, it just it it depends what they are trying to do with it. And there's also a lot of um, not not a lot, but there is a few uh, uh, just standalone since like Make Noise just came out with one called the uh, called the called the Zero Coast or the O Coast, and that's a good kind of gateway into modular synthesis. And it's a small commitment. You're just buying a single a single unit that's that's patchable um so you you can kind of dabble and you know start dabbling in modular synthesis and that's a good way to start as well or something like the uh, the Moog Mother 32 just these kind of single uh, this just these like standalone desktop synths um that are patchable those are good starting points i think nice and then those can be also like a Mother 32 can be taken out of its enclosure and put into a, a racked modular system later. Um, they're both, those are both, I mean, what we recommend to newbies that are wanting to get into like analog modular synthesis yeah. is to start with something like that. They both have MIDI, con you know, MIDI control mm -hmm. functions on them where you can send MIDI into them and, Control them with another keyboard or a computer, um, but you kind of get the idea. And then those those are patchable with like you, if you get a rack and you start buying oscillators and sequencers and other function modules and mixers and processing modules. You know those are both fully uh, you know patchable to those systems as well, and you know are really made to to work with that. You know, if somebody just really wants to go full tilt into, hey, I want to get a modular, I want to get like a complete small system, yeah, I tell them to get a make noise system Cartesian or a make noise shared system, which is like, you know, oscillators, function generators, VCAs, some effects, some mixing, a headphone amp, um, you know, stuff like that, a timing, you know, a little bit of a random source. You know, they have some really cool, really functional small systems that they sell. So, oh, so they sell like a total package type of thing where you can yeah. just... Yeah, they order. sell like pre-made pre systems in different, pre configured. Con just in different configurations that 
you know. No, I, I don't know if this is like. <laughs> now is that kind of looked down upon in the community to sort of get this, like all. prefab? Okay, cool. Not at all. The yeah. only thing about like those systems where when you when you like let's say you order like a make noise shared system, and it comes with like your bag of patch cables and the power adapter for the whole thing. When you power that thing up and you plug your headphones in, start turning knobs, you're not going to hear anything. Like you actually have to make a patch where. When you're talking about using like a Mother 32 or a Make Noise O Coast, which are the smaller desktop ones, where like you plug your headphones in, like you're gonna start hearing sound like right away when you start having, you know, not the O Coast. You, well, you press keys you on the Mother 32, you can hear sound, or you know, yeah, you have to know to to run a a gate signal or like whatever tempo that you tap on a no coast and run that clock output into your gate input so that you start, you know, opening and closing, telling the envelope generator to open, to open the VCA, you know, so that there's one small patch that's required for, for the no coast. Or if you plug MIDI into it, you can just start banging away on the keys because the MIDI is normal. The CV and gate of the MIDI is normal to, the CV, the pitch CV, and the gate in the no coast, so you can just start banging away on keys and hearing sound, depending on how you're playing it. Right on. Um, okay, so I got a couple more just like rapid fire questions that are completely off what we were talking about, but we're getting close to the end here, and we'll start wrapping it up. So, um, I always ask my guests this: uh, Is there any uh, any books? that you guys read are are you guys readers at all or any if not that's fine we can move on but um is is there any books that you guys are reading or a book that stands out to you guys at all that you've read in the past for my like no 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 just at all fiction non-fiction this is completely off of the (laughs) i just ask everybody this yeah um if you don't there are a lot, I don't know. And yeah, I've always enjoy, enjoyed reading like some of the great beats that are like Bukowski and, and Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Those have been my favorites for a long time. Sure, I got a whole bunch of synthesizer books that I like, like the main one called The Synthesizer. Um, I don't know, I just read a really good book about uh, the band Susie and the Banshees that was amazing. Oh, right on. Uh, I'm kind of all over the place. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Khalil Gibran books. I like like political commentary books. Um, I I don't know. It's just kind of all over all over the place. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. These are rapid fire questions, though. How whatever comes out is fine. Um, are do you guys are you guys in any TV shows or anything like that? Do you have time for TV? <laughs> No. Uh, Definitely not on the priority list. Yeah. I'm excited to hear that they're making uh, Twin Peaks again. That they're oh, going to start yeah. Twin Peaks again. Is, kind of excited to hear about that. Is David Lynch uh, a part of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Nice. I didn't. Uh, I didn't even hear about that. That's interesting. Right on. Any movies? I love Star Wars. <laughs> Did you watch <laughs> the new one? Yeah, we just saw it the other night. It was great. Yeah, it was good. I. I yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. 
Right on. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen last the one that came out what last year. I haven't seen that one yet, but I know that Han Solo dies because of Facebook, and uh, I haven't seen Rogue One. I want to see it, but yeah, you know, time it's always uh, of the essence. Um, is there anything? I guess we can relate this. I usually ask, you know, it's. I don't know if this is even. Yeah, we'll just try. It. Um, is there any weaknesses that you are working on currently or in the past? Uh, uh, let's apply it to the modulars since that um, that you're working on or are trying to overcome. Um, like, I would like if you if we were talking about bass a lot, I would be like, is there anything like that you're trying to overcome? Any weaknesses or anything like that on the bass? But uh, since we were talking about modular, let's go there. I mean, there are there are plenty. There's right, plenty. right. I know it's, it's but like an ongoing uh, challenge just to really learn the modules and and remember everything that they do because you know every some some modules some modules are obviously a little more complex than than others, but um, sometimes you have to reread manuals many 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 mm. times just trying to trying to remember the functionality of the modules and. Um, and all the features, and because uh, if you don't use them all the time, you f you forget a lot about totally. what they do. Um, so that's something that I definitely struggle with a lot, and just really trying to um, spend more time with the instrument and uh, dig into modules more and uh, remember all the all the hidden features and all the functionalities of them, and you know, constantly trying to. Um, improve my um compositional skills and how to how to structure a piece how to build it how to how to create a performance that is engaging and um so definitely a lot of things that yeah <laughs> yeah I, I know that's a that's a long that's a yes i get it how about you eric anything that in particular that you're trying to work on or? i mean i'm always trying to work on uh getting a little more proficient with, I guess, recording my music hmm. and, and recording it, you know, like getting a little better with Pro Tools or, mm. you know, and, and really working on, you know, how and what I'm sending in to record. Um, I mean, something that she said where, like, you know, in my system, I got, like, almost 200 modules in my main system where it's like, you know, some of them are really complex. You don't use them for a while. You have to revisit them and kind of relearn them. And then, boom, I go on a skate trip and I'm gone for a month and come back and it's like I have to relearn so many things over again, make some time to to try to make music. But uh, still, you know, I don't know, just – exploring different patching techniques and um just learning my system even even more and, and when you have a a large system you know that's not something that you can just do in like a year yeah i can imagine you know, it might take you like might take me five years to you know learn it 100 percent completely inside and out and then during that time new modules are coming or ones that i never use you know a lot of lately been getting rid of a lot of stuff that that I don't really use, and then some things I'll revisit them before I get rid of them. 
and then then really make the call on like okay like I'm not really going to use this I don't really use it whatever I don't like it UI or whatever and then you know I'll take it and trade in a bunch of stuff and get something new that I've been wanting that like hey I know that I'm going to use this and you know that's that's something that I've been doing lately but just spending time with with my system to be able to really you know dig in deep on it awesome um and then one more for you because you said you've been trading stuff in is there a is there a particular spot in la that specializes in modular sense that you like to go to there's a few of them i'm sure um is there one in particular that you like more than the others (laughs) They're all, I mean, they're all, not really. you know, <laughs> our friends, our friends work at all of them. Okay. Yeah. We're like good friends, people who work at all. I mean, there's like three, three main ones in, uh, Do you uh, mind LA. shouting them out? Yeah. Uh, Perfect Circuit and, uh, uh Big City Big Music, City Music and, Analog and Analog Haven. Haven. And, oh. and we're friends, people who work at all three of those stores and I mean, they carry different things sometimes. So just depending on what you need. People that have been people, our friends that work at those at all three of those stores, you know, they've played Modular on the spot, you know, or they've been to Modular on the spot and they're a part of it. And like, um, yeah, I mean, we visit those stores. I've bought plenty of stuff at like all of those stores. I don't favor any one more than the other. Okay. Um, the, the only reason that one might be favored over the other is because it, it might just be closer to our house. <laughs> I feel that. But but oh, maybe yeah. not even that, you know? I mean, yeah. I've, yeah. Oh, you know, I, there's like nowhere in San Diego I don't think that really does anything like that. So no, there's, it's interesting to If there was, we would know about it. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh how can people find you on the internet and um how can people get a hold of you who are interested in um uh, performing or hosting uh, i would just say just you know follow us on uh, on our instagram handle which is at modular on the spot and then you can just send us a direct message if you're interested in performing or interested in kind of getting some guidance on on how to set it up in your in your own city and that's really our main platform. We're not like Madra on the spot isn't on Facebook. We don't really have a website. Yeah. It's very, it's very low key. As I you're, found as that, you're finding out, this is dude, not a very it, complex it, operation. It took me a while. It took me a while to track it down, and I wasn't even sure what it was, because <laughs> um, uh, what was his name? Ben, Brad, the guy who did uh, yeah. Brad. Brad had flyers that he made. And it was very ominous and just very, <laughs> like, it just it just said hashtag modular on the spot. And then it just had the time and date and location. And that was it, And which is also alluring. So, okay, perfect. So I'll put that in the liner notes of the show. And you guys can reach them. And if you want to perform or host, hit them up. That's how I got a hold of you folks. I just yeah. had to dig around a bit and uh, I DM'd and and here we are. So, Eric sure. Bana, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And you guys have a wonderful afternoon in beautiful L.A., Los Angeles. I'm actually in Toledo, Ohio for the holidays. So, 
I'm not in my normal studio. I'm in my old bedroom that I kind of grew <laughs> up in. <laughs> so, and it's like four o'clock or something. Yeah. But hey, I, I did want to say that please. you know we have our, our for our personal music that we make. Oh, we awesome! Both have SoundClouds. You know, mine's soundcloud.com slash rodent dash one. Rodent dash one. Do you do you uh, do you guys mind if I play a couple songs off that on the show? No, no problem. Sure. Tight. And then hers is, is mine is. Uh, let me double check because I forget. It's uh, Banahafar Music. Um, let me just double check. I love how I don't know my own SoundCloud. That's shit. okay. No, no, I mean, <laughs> That's it, all right. I know because I forget if it's Banna or Banna Hafar Music. Let me just, I don't want to give you the wrong info. It's Banna Hafar Music. So soundcloud.com backslash Banna Hafar Music. Banna Hafar Music. And then you said it was Rodent 1, Eric? Rodent-1, yeah. Eric, oh, Eric, what? Rodent-1. And is there any particular song that you guys want to play totally well, totally to up play? to you it's cool. it's your show so kind of browse the tracks and I see will. what you dig i had no idea you guys had recorded music this is amazing yeah uh, awesome so we're gonna go and uh we'll listen we're gonna cut to uh rodent rodent you just go by rodent or is yeah, it that's rodent? my nickname i've had since i was a kid Tight. so uh, and so we're gonna listen to a track by rodent and then bana and then we'll come right back.
we're back. Uh, okay, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, everything, and uh, it was a great conversation. And I know we kind of got gear heavy, but that to me is interesting. So that's amazing. So you guys have a great day, and um, I'll see you guys next time. I'll see you at right, the, on Lincoln, the spot. Thank you. Thank you for thank you, thank you for, for having, having us, and uh, have a yeah happy happy holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy yeah. New Year, and Kwanzaa and Friendsgiving or whatever. But all right, <laughs> have a good one, guys. Bye. All right, okay, bye. thank you. Yeah. Well, that was Eric and Bana. They are um they were great sports. I appreciate them. You know, putting up with me stammering over questions and asking them if they make money off of their also beautiful movement that they are doing out, um, out of Los Angeles, California. Didn't know that uh, Rodent was a photographer and didn't know Bono was a touring musician. Wish we could have talked a little bit more about that, but I feel like that this was it was too much on modular on the spot. So I, I would rather just talk about that. I, I just, it's an awesome movement. I hope you guys go out and friend them on Instagram and just follow what they're doing. It's so cool. Like, like Eric was saying, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a movement. It's, it's unlimited possibilities. And like I was saying in the, in the beginning there, we were, um, I felt like I was on psychedelics and um, it was just a beautiful spot and uh, I really dug it. Anyways, write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. Go to our website, we speak English good.net. Um, go to randomstique.com, sign up for the newsletter and check out our Patreon. We are going on tour, the American Dream Tour. It's going to be crazy. We're going to go around the whole country, and uh, we're going to play music. We're going to take our dog and our baby, or our baby and our dog, whatever order you want to put that in. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you out there on the road. Right now, I am in Toledo, Ohio. I am surrounded by weird dolls that my aunt made. Because my after I moved out, my Tia Emily, she moved into my room and she loved to sew. But there, she sews clothes for these creepy little dead-eyed dolls that uh, are really creepy. I can just keep saying creepy. I'm in my room that I um, spent many years, well, not that many years. I moved in, the, we moved into this house, and then two years later, I moved to California. But there was definitely plenty of masturbation going on in here. Lots of illicit drug use. Um, no sex, none. No sex happened in this room at all. Did was there? No, no, not in this room. There was sex in this house, but not in this room. Yeah, and I'm here um, now. There's a bloody Jesus hanging over the bed, and um, lots of little knickknacks everywhere. And um, that's it. I'm not gonna waste any more time. You guys have a great whatever you're doing. 
Everybody be nice to your fellow man, fellow human being, I should say. I've been trying to say hello, human being, not man, because I know not everyone is a man. Anyways, <laughs> take care of your fellow human being. HJ's for everybody. Love ya. See you next time.